And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. So we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, today's teaching in the book of Acts will be a little tougher for some people. We're at the point where Paul and Barnabas come forward to the church in Jerusalem and tell everybody about all the things that God has done. But at the same time, some Pharisees who have become Christians are in contention with them. Or are they Christians? We'll get to that later. They want everybody to follow the old ways and the new ways, and the truth is it's hard to let go. Have you ever noticed that? It's hard to let go. It's even more true for people of faith. Ouch. After all, the way that we have walked must be the right way, isn't it? And next, up to this moment, the church gets together to confirm and affirm, confirm and affirm, what's going on and what messaging will be to the church at large. There's many commentators who claim that this is the most pivotal moment in early church. That, of course, is wrong. They're saying if they make the wrong decision, the whole thing would collapse. Wrong. Jesus said, I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church wasn't going to collapse, period. And finally, this is an amazing text in Acts 15.8. It is proclaimed and confirmed that God accepts people because, get ready, get ready, he gives them his Holy Spirit. And that there's no difference for anybody in regard to salvation and salvation alone. Whoever is a genuine believer is there. A final piece of this argument is how can the Jewish believers require the Gentiles to follow a code that the Jewish believers couldn't even follow? That's why the gospel was proclaimed to free us from what we could not do on our own. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Not nice. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey. Just remember, it's not professional radio. It's just radio. We're asking you, what do you think? And you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. What? You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. 
When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! All right, talking to Dynamite D is like grilling steaks and chicken with an awesome barbecue sauce. You can't have that. I know. <laughs> I should be crying, not laughing. Anyway, bottom line of this whole process, it's pretty straightforward. Look, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, let us know. We'll let you share your praise report. We'll pray with you on a prayer request. When somebody asks, they have a situation, and uh, we're going to pray right now for them. It's just somebody who's listened to our show before, and uh, their son, we're not going to use names, but their son is having a big struggle in their marriage, uh, in in this person's son's marriage, and they're in separation right now. So we're just going to pray that God will bring a unification uh, that that can result in the glory to God. But we're also going to pray for a lot of you who are just like, man, I'm I'm just taxed. I'm feeling weary kind of frustrated, don't quite get it. I'm trying to walk in the Lord, going through that up and down process. Got it. Let's pray for each other. Get it? Okay. Father, we come before you right now. We worship you. We adore you. We love you, Lord. You are absolutely fantastic. Not enough words in a human's language that can give you the praise that you are worthy of. Thank you. We praise you. First, we thank our God. Hallelujah, Lord. We ask you to help in this situation with this particular son of this woman who listens to our show. We just ask you to bring healing in that relationship. Bring redemption in that relationship. Bring a unification in that relationship. Lord, it's not something you take pleasure in when people do things like this. That does happen, and you've made provisions, and there is redemption, and there is grace and forgiveness. But before we get there, Lord, bring them to a place where they can be reunited, one mind, one accord, in submission to you. And Lord, for our people, who we we love our people, they're they're great people, excellent brothers and sisters, just excellent. And we just ask, Lord, for those that are really struggling, really feeling it, really just kind of sensing the fire and the frustration. Lord, the only thing that comes to my mind as I'm talking to you, as you know, is just the calming of the wind and the waves. The winds, they make so much noise, and the waves, they toss. Lord, speak your word and bring calmness to everyone's situation, especially those who are so frustrated they feel like they're drowning. Please help them. You're so close. Grab them by the arm and pick them up. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okie dokie. So uh, we are going to do our trivia question. Got a lot to do. We're one of those groups that just, I mean, what? I need three hours. <laughs> just right. Need, it's just like, I just need like three hours. All right, here you go. Here's your trivia question. Who was freed from prison by an angel? Now, this is New Testament. I'm not saying anything else, so don't say Daniel. Who was freed from prison by an angel? If you think you know the answer to that one, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. 
Or you can send an email to David at he must increase.org. Who, who was freed from prison by an angel? New Testament, thank you. New Testament, thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got that. We got that. We got that. I want to get into the teaching because this is some really, I, you know, I can't teach this stuff the way that, you know, the way that other people teach this. What do we got? Oh, your DNA? Is that what that said? Okay, we got to change that from a white thing, the reflections in there. We do got to do DNA. Okay, we're going to do DNA first, and then we'll go into the teaching. See, without without D, I forgot. DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I mean, I just, I just encourage you, encourage you to spend some time with the Lord. Every day, when you, I just put together a message uh, this morning. That's a little little bit ways out. I promise you, when you hear that message, you're gonna go. I'm gonna spend time daily with the Lord. <laughs> this is one of those daily spend time with the Lord. I don't care what time. I don't care how you do it. I don't. Just spend some time with the Lord. Separated time with the Lord, not just, but separated. Right. Draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never, 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 never. Who cares what the world thinks? They're they're full of sin and iniquity. Why would you care what they think? Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready. To serve. OPM, other people matter. If you concentrate on other people, you'll be fulfilling the law of Christ. You'll be doing what Jesus asked you to do. You'll be taking care of the things that God asked you to take care of. In the Ten Commandments, even, the first three are towards the Lord. The fourth one's for the individual. Bottom six are for other people. Other people count. And you've got to be involved in that process, okay? Care about other people, take their burden on, and love them as well, okay? One more on the triv. We'll do that, and then we're just going to fire into the teaching. <sighs> Who was freed from prison by an angel? By an angel. This person in the New Testament was freed from prison by an angel. There you go. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972 445 0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must increase.org. We are in uh Acts and we are at uh let's see. Well, I'm not even at that spot. I'm in the wrong spot. Oh, it's chapter 15, and we're technically halfway through on uh verse three and four. <laughs> I got a, I did a split. We're actually halfway through verse 3. That's why it was kind of messed up on my paper here. This is, uh, I want to pick it up from verse 3. The church sent delegates to Jerusalem. They stopped along the way in Phoenicia, Samaria, to visit the believers. They told them, much to everyone's joy, that the Gentiles, too, were being converted. Okay? So this is like, woo, people are getting saved all over, baby. This is happening, right? You talk about revival. Awesome. Verse 4. When they arrived at Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and the elders, and reported on what God had been doing through their ministry. So can we just stop there? And We've talked about this last week, and one of the things you see in Acts over and over I, I would almost tell you a more repetitive thing than anything else is the continual sharing that the disciples the apostles the church people did with all other people watch this wherever they went so they would go from point a to point b and in route they would tell people 
So we think, oh, you just got to get to the destination, then share with people. These guys are thinking, we share it wherever you go, whatever you do. The Bible says that we're supposed to put on our shoes, the feet, feet with the readiness of the gospel. What does that mean? Why would they be on our shoes? Because the gospel goes wherever you walk. That's why. And so wherever you walk, you take the gospel with you. Right? I mean, is that not totally awesome? And so these guys are oh, it's so it's excited. But simultaneously, while that takes place, look, there's still warfare that takes place. So look, when they arrived at Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas were welcomed by the whole church, including the, uh, the apostles and elders. They reported on what God had been doing through their ministry. But then some of the men who had been Pharisees before their conversion stood up and declared that all Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. Yeah, these guys made a decision to think that they think this whole Jesus thing is pretty cool. But you can't forget where you came from. No, 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 no. No, no. You got to do it the way we do it. No, 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 no. Hold on. Does this sound familiar? That church doesn't do it the way our church does it. No, 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 no. Here's what the apostles said. Well, we saw people casting out spirits in your name and told them to stop because they weren't one of us. Uh-oh. What did Jesus do? He rebuked them for that. You see, today's teaching in the books of Acts has to do with this. As while, while, while they're telling people all these great things, these Pharisees came forward have been, who have been Christians prior and in contention with them. They want everybody to follow the old ways. And the truth is, look, it's hard to let go of what you think is always right. And that's even more true for people of faith. Even Jesus taught a parable on it, that people prefer the old wine compared to the new wine. But here's the challenge for you, just in case you're thinking, oh, those silly Pharisees. This is actually probably more true now in the church than ever. Because the way that you have walked your Christian walk is the way you think everybody should walk the walk. And it's like, that's just not true. If everybody walked and everybody was just like you, and you were the elbow, where would the rest of the body be? What would it do? How would it function? And so sometimes the notions that we have or the ideas that we have, that you can't hang on to them out of this, the sense of pride or religiosities or anything. Look, if the Lord's doing something fabulous in another place, why does it bother you? You should be like, praise the Lord! Don't you just want the Lord to do everything, anywhere, all the time? I hope he has a revival in the White House. And wait, wait, and nobody ever knows. I think that would be even better. And that they all get down on their hands and knees and seek the Lord. And wouldn't that just be the, and you had nothing to do with it, we have nothing to do with it, when you know it's God. Wouldn't that just be the greatest sweep in the move of God? Because then maybe we can bring a little bit of godliness into government. Wouldn't that be awesome? It'll be amazing. Amazing. We don't have to be a part of it. That doesn't have to be a part of our body. We don't have to. That's not our church. Do it, Lord. Please do it. Well, if you can pray that in that line of thinking for those type of things, you should be able to hang on to the exact same spirit when you're dealing with other churches. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be practical. Love what God is doing, even if what he's doing isn't the exact same thing he's doing in you. 
Because what did Jesus say to Peter when Peter was like, what do you mean they're going to carry me backwards? <laughs> what do you mean they're going to crucify me? What do you mean they're going to do? What do you mean? What do you mean? And then he goes, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? What did Jesus say? What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Why do you care? Talk about talk about shutting it down. <laughs> Yelza. All right. Who was freed from prison by an angel? The answer is Peter. Peter was freed from prison by an angel. Acts chapter 12, verse 4 through 8. And if you remember, at first, he didn't even believe it. And this is a guy that's seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And he's like, oh, wait, this is real. <laughs> I love that. That sounds about Peter, though. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't care. Peter, James, and John. Larry, Moe, and Curly. All right. Uh, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and it was stop-and-go traffic. There's, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. And this little sports car would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and... He gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on ah. that it's, uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe. And he can write a book. And uh, and then he just sped off. Not Well, he, he slowly drove off at <laughs> 20 miles an hour. <laughs> But I, I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, it, people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's get that squared away. You know. <laughs> yes, and you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So no, we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're on traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. I, mean, I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. 
If Jesus oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. If you haven't figured out, the first two were on angels, and the last three will be on angels, some kind of angel interaction as well. This is a good one. I want you to think about this. You guys know the story of, of Christmas and the beginning of everything. You know it pretty well in the birth of Christ. But before that, there was Zacharias. What happened to Zacharias when he had an encounter with an angel? What was the result of his encounter with an angel? John the Baptist's daddy. What was the result? All right, so Al has a pow-pow, Jeff Dixon has a pow-pow, and then Joanne and Cordelia have a pow-pow. Oh, he's splitting it up all over the place today. If you think you know, by the way, 972-445-0770. And just because you didn't get the pow-pow doesn't mean you don't answer. 214-210-8483. I should start announcing that maybe afterwards. And then uh, David at he must increase.org. Uh, is the email. So that is uh, the trivia question. And when you're doing the trivia question, you're doing it. So, you know, it's cool to get in there first. But you just want to know the answers. That's an important part of it. Okay? All right. So that's the trivia question. What happened to Zacharias uh, after he had an encounter with an angel? What was the end result of that encounter? Not that his wife probably was that unhappy of that result. Um, okay, we'll just skip on to the... That was your only hint. <laughs> I got a couple of jokes. They're okay. All right. I mean, they're not bad. Okay. Ready? Here we go. All right. A mother mouse and a baby mouse were walking along. When all of a sudden a cat attacked them, the mother mouse yelled, bark, 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 and the cat ran away. See, said the mother mouse to her baby, now do you see why it's important to learn a foreign language? <laughs> Foreign language. Okay. Why do lobsters have a hard time? Uh, sorry. Why do lobsters have a hard time sharing? Why do lobsters have a hard time sharing? Because they're shellfish. Selfish. Shellfish. Turtle to turtle. Don't you just love the sound of rain on your roof? Yeah, that's not that good. Right, I don't like that one. Uh, okay. Here's the last one. This is a good one. Jenny called her mother. Why are you feeding bird seed to the cat? I have to, Jenna replied. That's where my canary is. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably appropriate. <laughs> All right. What happened to Zacharias after his encounter with an angel? What happened? Poor guy. What happened to him? If you think you know the answer, 972 you can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase.org. Back to the text we go. We'll pick it back up uh, from eh, pick it back up from about verse 5. But then some of the men who had been Pharisees before their conversion stood up and declared that all Gentile converts must be circumcised and be required to follow the law of Moses. Verse 6. So the apostles and the church elders got together to decide the question. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood up and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know 
that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so they could hear the good news and believe. All right, stop. So what you do get to see about the church progression, and you should look at this because this is a great lesson for churches, and I know that many churches do this very, very well, and some churches kind of miss this boat, and that is this. Peter was the first person who, in fact, gave that big proclamation of the church in Acts chapter 2. It wasn't the other people weren't with him. They were all with him, right? They were there after the Holy Spirit's poured out, Acts chapter 2, verse 4. What's the result of the Holy Spirit pouring out? You have the, the different people speaking in tongues. What were they speaking then, the tongues they were speaking? They were speaking the glorious works of God. How do we know? Because people in Acts chapter 2 were listening, and they could hear it in their language, which, of course, is different than 1 Corinthians 14, where it says nobody understands. So you got just two different tongues, but that's not the point. Peter starts off, and he's preaching, right? He helps establish. Now, it's not based on him, but he is a forerunner, a major component in the church uh, growth and in the church element. What you have is this transitional process. Paul, after Peter, becomes a significant influence in the church. After Paul, or around the same time Paul, a little bit after, James becomes this significant uh, person in the church. And what I want you to see with Peter standing up and what he says is much more pertinent than you think. He says, Peter stood up and addressed them as follows. Brothers, and as you, as you all know, God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles. Now, I don't know, do you, do you, are you following this in this particular track? Or yeah, you're, I am. Okay. What does it say in verse, I guess verse 7, at, when Peter stands up, what does he say? What's the line he uses? Uh, Peter stood up and says to them, brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you. Okay, stop. Perfect. In the early days. Did you see that? In the early days. In the early days, God used me, right, to, to do all this. Guess what? They were no longer in the early days. <laughs> this is what I want you to understand. Ministry transition is not only biblical, it's demanded. That when you get to a certain point, the passing of the torch is a proper approach. Peter, still able to preach, still able to teach, has already been removed from that position of being the key component. You got to get that. Why? Because churches need to be mature enough to go. We need to start creating the next generation of ministers and ministries. It's right there. You can't, it's impossible to miss it because it's like, oh, it's right there. And here, you got to remember, we're only talking about Peter talking to the to the Gentiles five chapters ago, which, of course, in, in Scripture, one verse can be 30 years apart. So you got to kind of keep that in mind. So he's saying, you know what? In the early days, I did a lot of teaching. I did this. I told the Gentiles this. It was great, this. And see, now Paul has taken over that ministry. 
And now James, the brother of the Lord, has taken over the headship in the in the Jerusalem. Just look at the progression and be aware. That is how it is supposed to be. Nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean Peter doesn't still preach the gospel. Doesn't mean Peter doesn't still do things for the kingdom of God. But it does mean as time moves forward, we prepare other people to step into those places. That's what it's just like cool. And he tells you, and he's going to share, and when he's done sharing, then James is going to kind of lay it down on how they're all going to approach it, right? So I want you to see that because it's okay. In other words, when it's time, it's time. And we should all be aware of that in that capacity. The Lord uses us, never stops using us. I, I really need to say this. He never stops using us. When Philip went away and was there for multiple years, he had three daughters that prophesied. He, he's never done being used by God. Just not used the same way all the way through. It's like, okay. I didn't start radio mystery till I was 50. Don't tell me. I mean, you're long, help plant church, help in deliverance ministry, help this, help that, all this stuff. Got it, right? Got it. Got it. Got it. I didn't even start this radio ministry until I was 50. The Lord will put people in when he wants. Take people out when he wants. Just be aware there's that pattern in Scripture. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. Oh, wait. Did we do that trivia? Hold on. Did we? Oh, can you, can you pause the music? Can't pause it. We'll do it on the way back then. Okay. All right. You want to do that? Okay. Did we do it? We didn't do it. We did do it. We are so confused here. He became mute. After he had the encounter with the angels, he went... And he used a writing pad. See, that's how that worked. Okay, now we'll take our break. You're listening to David Sweet Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? By the way, I found out uh, just the other day, I know you don't know this, but I found out that I am one of the most hated uh, people in the United States of America and in the world. Did you know that? Uh, because you're a middle-aged white guy? Ha! Let me help you out here, son. Let me help you out. Not only am I a middle-aged white guy. By the way, thanks for the middle-aged line. (laughs) Thanks, pal. I appreciate that. I'm not Uh, that far behind. uh, Okay, well, that's not the point. The point is, I'm also... Ready? Ready? I'm also Jewish. Okay, so I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm Christian. So I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm conservative. I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm an American. Got a lot of people that don't like me right there. I mean, you see where we're going with this? And and I have a talk show. 
<laughs> so that's just you put all those together. Uh, my you got points, me left. Yeah, I love I, you, buddy. I mean, come on. You know, just because they love me doesn't mean uh, they're right. And just because they hate me doesn't mean they're wrong. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Here you go. An angel sat under an oak in Ophrah and addressed this valiant warrior. Another judge. Mm-hmm. That's your big hint. Another judge. An angel sat under an oak in Ophrah and addressed this valiant warrior. If you know who that is, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. Going to send you up to the website, tell you two things. On the website, it's a place to give. Give directly through the website, or or you can give uh, using the information on the website because you can give by check or you can give by credit card. Also, please remember that I'll be speaking a week from Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, a week from Sunday. So a week from Sunday, I think, is the 21st. Uh, so I will be speaking a week from Sunday at Stillwater Community Church. They want me to be teaching on a portion in Hebrews, which, of course, we've been covering. <laughs> and where is that at, Dave? Uh, it is in Rowlett. It is in Rowlett, Texas. So if you want, it's a long journey for some people. For some other people, not that long. But if you want to, you are welcome to come out there and join us. I think there's two services, one at 9 and one at 11. So if you like to schnooze, you can do the 11. They got like, you know, it's the same thing. It's a very friendly church. Kirk is one of the best pastors that I know. He's just, he's so, he's genuine. He's busy. He's busy, right? Well, he's busy like me. But he's a great guy. Him and Evan, great people. And the fellowship and the people there are just, they're very loving. They're very warm. Okay? Okay, cool. So check that out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Org. Prayer request. He must increase.org. Praise report. He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That's Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens though. You know, Levi's not with us anymore, but one of the funniest things in the world is when Levi would do a Scooby Doo and he would like his paws would go 
Bert's a little more uh, centered, so he doesn't do that quite as often. <laughs> so uh, Levi's a little more awkward. Uh, okay, so an angel sat under the oak in Ophrah and addressed this valiant warrior. So the key here is valiant warrior was what he was called, and then uh, he was one of the judges. So that should give you everything you need in all of the universe around you. Uh, I, there's, there's so much to do, but I, I've gotta, I gotta do history. It's just, it's just part of me. So just, let's do history. Alright, uh, today is Hostess Cupcake Day. <laughs> hmm. No comment. Like uh, today is Eat What You Want Day, which is great unless you're on a diet. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's two things right there. School Nurses Day. Thank you to all our school nurses who put up with so much, including fake illnesses. Uh, I know because I've done that several Me times. Me too, same thing. And I then, stayed in a nurse office. Yeah, right. Oh, I got a stomachache. Play a little hooky. Uh, and then uh, it's Twilight Zone Day for those that like the Twilight Zone. It was fun before it all got weird. Uh, 1928 on this day, first regularly scheduled U.S. TV broadcast by General Election Station, WGY in Schenectady, New York. Programs were broadcast Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoons from 1.30 to 3. Why did I have a feeling I was in New York? I just knew it. But it's 1.30 to 3, like our show. Ah. Ah. The beginning of something new. (laughs) Okay. And uh, let's see, 1997, Deep Blue Supercomputer defeated Gary Kasparov in chess, becoming the first computer to beat a world champion chess player. There you go. Interesting. There you go. Okay, that's the history. All right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Angel. Oh, good hint. Eric just gave a great hint for people. Okay. Uh, Angel sat under the oak tree in Ofra and addresses this valiant warrior. Eric gave a hint. You can find this book in a Holiday Inn. Uh, a particular book. It has a particular name. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. All right, let's go back to the text. This is lights out. Just oh, see, see, I was building it up to this. That's kind of what you do. All right, here you go. Pick it back up. Uh, verse six. The apostles and church elders got together to decide this question at the meeting. After a long discussion, Peter stood up and addressed them as follows: "Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so they could hear the good news and believe. God, who knows people's hearts, confirmed that He accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as He gave Him to us." He made no distinction between us and them, for he also cleansed their hearts through faith. (laughs) So when the Gentiles believed they spoke in tongues, that was the initial evidence of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, just so you can know. And it happens a third time. So for those that say that only happened for the Jews and the Gentiles, that's wrong. So, I mean, all the, this is what you find out about the spiritual gifts. Everybody's got Swiss cheese going on in their theologies. That's besides the point. Here's what Peter mentions. You can't get the Holy Spirit without Jesus and have the Holy Spirit live inside you. The Holy Spirit could not be poured out until Jesus was ascended. He could not send the Spirit until he said, just read Acts 1 and 2. and read, read John 16, 17, 18, and 19. You will find out there's no way to go about the process of the Holy Spirit being poured out because the Holy Spirit 
in in the order of succession, father sends the son, the son sends the the spirit. It's just straightforward that the Holy Spirit gets poured out. How do we know that the Holy Spirit is poured out on them at that time because they spoke in tongues? That was evidence to show the Holy Spirit had been poured out. And it's, it's look what Peter says. He confirms he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit. It's proclaimed and confirmed that God accepts people because he gives them the Holy Spirit. There's no difference for anybody in regard to salvation and salvation alone for anybody who's a genuine believer. And the Lord pours his spirit into people who yield to him and acknowledge and surrender and accept, repent, Add a thousand words in there. Who cares? The linguistics means nothing. It's hearts turning to God. (laughs) And so when they turn your heart to God, the Holy Spirit gets poured out on them. And then Peter goes on to say, he made no distinction between us and them. He cleansed their hearts through faith. Didn't we just spend 20 minutes ago talking about the importance of faith. Faith starts the game. Faith continues the game. Faith finishes the game. you got to understand that. It's Jesus who's the author, but he's writing the book in you by the power of the Holy Spirit, which you process by faith. He gave it by grace, but you receive it by faith. I mean, I know you guys have read. I'll just pull, pull it up because now you've got me going to have that collar hold on just a little extra, okay? So, I mean, I, but I'm just going to read this because I want to make sure nobody misses Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which you all know, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to read it. So here, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 say this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So the way that we receive the grace is through faith. And so these people received it by faith. And Peter's like going, this is by faith. And we know the Holy Spirit was on them. And the Holy Spirit was making evidence. And wow, look at And that's what the Lord does. When somebody approaches him in faith that Jesus Christ is Lord, just go back to Acts chapter 10, read the story. While they were still listening to the message, they didn't even hear the full message. The Holy Spirit came pouring out on them. And so Peter says, God, who knows people's hearts, which is a lot different than people knowing people's hearts, confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit. Dude, this is unbelievably excellent. God is saying, I receive them. I love them. I'm proving this. The gift of the Holy Spirit is not a particular spiritual gift. It is the Holy Spirit. That's what people are missing. The Holy Spirit gets poured out as a gift into people's lives who surrender to the testimony of God about the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. It's just cool. Okay, not a lot of arguments going to go on there. Right. Peter made a very good case, and not a lot of people can say a lot of things. All right, let's send the, the caller through. Knock, knock. Thank you for holding. Who am I talking to? That's your brother, Ace. Hey, Brother Ace, how are you, bro? I'm doing good. I'm blessed and as usual, highly favored, no doubt. Amen. I love it. You are highly, you're blessed and highly favored, and you are a blessing to many, and the Lord loves you. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. You got it, brother. All right. Here we go. 
An angel sat under an oak in Ophrah and addressed this valiant warrior. Plus, also, these books are often in hotel uh, in hotel uh, drawers. <laughs> well, that must be that Gideon guy. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> That was a great hint by Eric. It's like, yeah, it's a Gideon yeah. Bible. They're in all those hotels. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that, that's, that was kind of thinking about what philosophy. That's why I wasn't waiting. Then I heard that one. Either then that was right. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope everybody's doing all right. Those that are suffering or hurting, we just ask the Lord's uh, spirit of uh, healing and peace and comfort and come into the heart and their body, soul, and spirit. And those that are happy, just remember those that aren't, pray for them. Amen. Amen. You got such right. a great heart. That's the right spirit, too. And that's what I pray for you as well that the Lord just refresh you, fill you, and that you continue to be the blessing you are. Well, thank you. I appreciate everybody. See, I hope to see everybody one day. So we're working on it. Yep. I know you are. I got, I, I got okay. it. All right, brother. God okay. bless you. Okay. Bye That's our brother Ace. That's, that always makes the show. We love Brother Ace. No, it just makes the show. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, he was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at him from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. You think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek 
first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on, you got to take care of work, I get it, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids, do this, and somewhere in there, do me a favor and every once in a while kick it around and think about me and the kingdom and... That, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I hope the Lord is blessing you on this terrific day. How do you know it's a terrific day? This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Get that? All right, somebody's calling in. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, Dr. Spin. This is Joy Ann. It's so good to talk to you. Awesome to talk to you as well. How are you? Okay. I'm fine and I'm blessed and highly favored, like Brother Ace says. I always love when he calls. Yep. Well, hey, you, you were acknowledging school nurses. And I was um, a full-time school nurse for 25 years. Uh, prior to that, I was a medical surgical nurse at the hospital. And when, after I got married, my husband suggested school nursing. And, and what an incredibly rewarding, fulfilling career. Uh, you know, you, you get to influence kids, but you also get to minister to teachers, to school counselors, uh, PTs, the the bedraggled principal, you, you get to help them all check their temperature, or if they just have high blood pressure from stress, you you know, you just give them the, the clinic lounge to lie down on for a few minutes with an ice pack to the forehead. So <laughs> it was a very rewarding career. So thank you for honoring school nurses, and, uh, and also today, today is uh, 18... 18th anniversary of our mama, Cordelia and I, we had a beautiful, godly mama. She went to heaven today, wow. 18 years ago. So two two great things today. Wow. Hey, I got to ask you a question just while I got you on the phone. So yes. did you ever have a chronicle kid who faked illnesses come in and go, I'm sick, I got a stomachache, while they're holding your stomach <laughs> or something? Absolutely. You should see all the notes I got from kids and parents over the years, and they'd say, Dear Nurse Joy, or Nurse Berger, that's my last name, they'd say, you remember all those times I used to come to the clinic? Ellipsis. Well, I was just faking it. I just needed attention. (laughs) (laughs) And there there is a term for that. They were called frequent flyers, but really, you know, respect. They needed that, and I recognize that, that many times it was psychological or stress-induced, and I was happy to help. So thank you for asking. Great yeah. question, Dr. Spoon. You're, you're welcome. I was the I was the kid that faked the illness, not because of stress, but because uh, I did do the homework. <laughs> you're trying to get out of it. I hear you. I would have, would have given you the benefit of the doubt. Well, so. You're sweet. That's <laughs> Thanks for, for being sure. honest. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, 
I appreciate you. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for. Oh well, it's Friday's tomorrow. Yeah. And um, oh, and pray for me that tomorrow I do. I'm going to give a nursing talk about heart health to about 30 women. So please pray that I do a good job. You got it. <laughs> I, I love to to share. Absolutely, and I want everybody praying for her that she, the Lord, just bless her in the whole process and give her great favor yes. and she gets great enjoyment out of it. Awesome. Yes. Amen. All right. Well. Back to it, Dr. Spoon. Thank yes, you. Blessing. God bless. Um, bye-bye. 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 Okay. <laughs> How do you not love stuff like this? Yeah. And that was me, Dave, in the, in the nurse's office Yeah, three or four times a week. <laughs> but, Dave, I'm going to tell you a funny thing. When I went to a Christian school, that stopped. Did it really? It really did. Wow. I don't even want to comment. <laughs> I'm just going to go back into the teaching. I can't, I could spend hours and hours doing things that I don't want to tell you about. So let's just move on. Here we go back to the text. So, right after Peter, and I will, we'll skip the trivia because we've got five minutes. That's all I got. So, right after Peter uh, says this, he said, God knows people's hearts, and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he gave to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he also cleansed their hearts through faith. And again, there's no distinction, quote-unquote, in salvation. That doesn't mean there's no distinctions between men and women. That whole lie that's in the culture, it's just a lie. I mean, every one of these stupid lies, they're all geared towards challenging the Word of God. So it's just dumb. But what he's saying is no distinction in salvation. And then he says this in verse 10, which is the key. He goes, why are you now questioning God's way by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved the same way by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's just like, listen, listen. And some translations even say special favor, which I think is a really great way to say it as well. Listen to this. Peter's argument is solid. As bad as he had a couple of moments with Paul, and Paul had to rebuke him. You get that in the book of Galatians. And he's had, you know, he's all his stumbles, whatever. This dude closes with such a great argument. He's like, okay, why are you questioning God's way? Now, you know who questioned God's way? Peter. (laughs) That's why this is hilarious. What do you mean he questioned God's way? I already told you earlier today. He said when Jesus told him how he was going to die, he's like, what about John? Peter goes, what about that, disciples? Jesus goes, what's that to you? Follow thou me. In other words, why are you questioning God's way? You just do what God tells you. This was the guy who Jesus said that to. (laughs) Lesson learned. (laughs) That's my response. I think he picked up on it at that point, right? Why are you? And by the way, that's just a good 12-hour teach by itself. You, me, D, every. Why are we questioning God's way? It's just ask that and go, ouch, right? Just go, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay? Then verse 11, we believe that we're all saved the same way, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you saved? By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you saved? By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. If that grace is real, it will be evidenced in your life. But that evidence does not save you. The grace saves you. There's no, you can't change that 4,000 times in the New Testament. Come on. Here's what it is. We're all saved the same way. People aren't saved differently. Once you get in, ah, it's different. I mean, come on. It's, once you get in the kingdom, you find out, are these people like this? These people gravitate to this? These people like this? 
Cool. I mean, that's the way it should be, right? But in, it's one way. It's Jesus Christ. And if people, that's religious bigotry. Well, I guess you can just enjoy hell because I can't help you. <laughs> that's so cold-hearted. Jesus didn't say it any different. In fact, he said it worse. He said, oh, you know what? Get, get this. Hey, you know what? The, the, the prostitutes and, the, and, the, and the, the drunkards, they're going to get into the kingdom of God before you. Jesus was like, you're so far behind. The people that you consider lousy are going to beat you to the path. It's like, wow. And then in verse 23, of course, he went on to tell the teachers that they were vipers, snakes, uh, white sepulchers, uh, you know, tombs that people walk on. I mean, there was no, there was no, there's no limit there <laughs> to how Jesus felt. Here it is, right? We get saved by the grace of the Lord. That's how you get saved. Awesome. I receive that. I acknowledge that. I surrender to that. I yield to that. Whatever. I know. No, you've got to say it this way. No, you don't. Turn your heart to the Lord. Because guess what? When you turn your heart to the Lord, he accepts you and gives you the Holy Spirit. Oh. But then again, if you're having a hard time with that, why are you now questioning God's way? What in you now possesses you to say, that's not the way that I want it to be? Nobody cares. Only God's way matters. Ow! Ah! Get the knife out of my own back. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.